This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Rob McCarron. Pyro, Michael Cole. Oh my God, is that? Oh, it's the demon. The demon has returned. Jeff Hawkins. Choke slam, and that's it. There you go. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Shake Them Ropes, episode 397. It is WrestleMania week. WrestleMania is finally here. WrestleMania 36. Uh, we have a very long wait to the show, and then in a span of 24 hours, a very little wait to the show, as it is two nights. Too big for one night, Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, how are you? How hyped are you for WrestleMania 36? Something about this is really, really weird, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I, they've well, never, they've never done two night ones before. I don't know what you could be referring to. Yeah, um, I, I gotta be honest. I'm not all that hyped. What? I, I, I'm not. What? what? <laughs> Look, having been to a few WrestleManias now, mm. I just it, they're they're just long. Mm. And cumbersome, and this being two nights is going to make it somewhat easier. But it's going to be empty, empty arena match wrestling. And I, I don't know how, how are you taking to the empty match, empty arena matches. Um, the matches are fine; they're the best part. It's weird. I mean, you're literally and having trained to do this. Uh, you know, not the actual wrestling part, but been at training sessions. Like that's what it feels like when I'm watching this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're just in the ring. It's practice. It's training. Um, you know, you're going to have uh, Randy Orton edge. You're going to have the gimmick with last man standing. You're going to have AJ styles undertaker. Those guys are going to have a much easier job than the uh, Dolph Ziggler and Otis's of the world. But it's, I don't know. I'm hyped for the WrestleMania part just to see everyone in the ring actually doing work. The Raws and the SmackDowns have been terrible because you're not having these matches. It's, you know, hours of promos and then a taped match. And unfortunately, I don't mind so much that they're doing the tape matches, the past WrestleMania main events, the past Royal Rumbles. I don't mind that much. But for me personally, like, I've seen all of them before. Like, I don't, I, I'm going to tune away for the half an hour because I've seen this match before. Like, I understand the idea, throw out some of the more, uh, you know, interesting matches of the last year. Doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't do anything for a lot of the audiences. They've probably seen those matches too. Um, the Raw and SmackDown's terrible. I just want them to get in the ring, wrestle, which is why I'm actually somewhat intrigued by WrestleMania. Uh, and then I want to see, you know, who walks away. This is still Drew McIntyre's big moment, Jeff. Lowest third hour ever uh, for last night. Interesting in, in many, yeah, many ways. I. Mean, I <laughs> The shows are tiring. They're not, there's nothing to them because you're just getting to WrestleMania. Like there's even less to these shows now. And the argument that people are starved for content, I don't think that's true. Like I, I honestly, this weekend, because it's now the second or third weekend in a row where you're just staying inside, you're staying home, watching Netflix TV. You know, I'm tired of watching TV. Like I don't want to do it. And I don't know if there's other people out there, but I don't want to, what am I sitting in front of my TV to watch an hour and a half of raw? That's just, promos for the actual big event when I can just wait till next week when I still have nothing to do 
and I can watch the big event. Well, let me let me posit something to you, and it's something I asked of of Chris earlier. I don't know who Chris I, is. I yeah, some guy. Uh, <laughs> this might be a generational thing, but mm. see, to me, matches don't get guys over. Matches are fun to watch when you've built up to a feud and there's that boiling point and you can't wait to see it. And then I'm really stoked for these matches and it's great to see and other things like that. But like this week was the first week I thought they nailed it on the promo end, you know, just talking to the camera, do something different for us, build these things as opposed to do the same show you always do, except in an empty performance center space where you're cutting the same kind of lame promos where you're still doing the crowd work and, and things like that. I mean, I just, I loved the edge promo. I loved the Heyman promo. I thought undertaker didn't do too bad, I th- but I thought of all of those four promos that they showed on the TV. The only money one was Heyman. The others were Heyman's story yeah. exposition stuff. It was mostly, you know, back in this time, it was, it was the monologue that some character in a movie gives versus I'm hyping you for a fight, which is what Heyman does so, so well. I would have liked to see them really do something different, but at the same time, like it's WrestleMania season, their idea is to get this over. But I don't know why you just didn't do like a behind the scenes for all three hours. You know, you can still show your past WrestleMania main event match to get Becky over. Although that was kind of, that was weird talking as if she's standing out there for a half an hour watching that match just to continue her promo. Like, come on now. Um, She probably was. That's right. Hey, Becky, go out there. You know, commitment to the bit because we got like a satellite feed that's watching us right now. And everybody will know if you're not watching your match, go out there and watch your match on the Titan Tron for a half hour. I thought they cut this promo. I thought they could have experimented and done, you know, with one of these shows, it'll be what this is the sixth empty arena show coming up now when you're just talking raw and SmackDown uh, with SmackDown coming up at the end of the week. You got NXT do something a little bit different. You didn't have to relegate it to NXT. Just do a behind the Becky Lynch could be in her dressing room or somewhere in the PC, uh, just reminiscing about where she was and getting ready for WrestleMania. She doesn't have to get her whole get up on and come out to the ring area yeah. just because that's where the TV cameras are. That's it, how we've always done it. I mean, there, there's no outside it, the box thinking here. There wasn't like film companies. That's, that's been my <laughs> boy. I've been ha- killing the, this dead horse is now glue oh, okay. in terms of how much I've been hammering. This is a chance to do, this is an opportunity to reshape the way you present wrestling and nobody can do it. it Let me even, ask you this. I've been reshaped though. How do you feel about AEW's presentation compared to WWE's? AEW's done a much better job, but even them, I wish they could have done something, something different. Mm-hmm. Now these are all wishes. Um, one, I will say I'm glad all the shows are happening. Because for those who do want it, it's good to have, you know, there it's, it's new stuff, uh, when there's not, not a lot of new stuff happening right now. Um, so I'm glad they're doing the shows. I thank them all for doing the shows and a lot of them are putting themselves at risk. I mean, you don't know who's, who's going to have this, uh, virus, how it's going to affect you. Um, so I mean, to WWE and to everyone that's performing on the show, thank you for doing it. Did I enjoy them all the time? No, but thank you for doing it. Uh, I, I don't think they needed to reshape the way they promote wrestling or they 
do their TV show, but it wouldn't have been, it's a perfect time to experiment and try. Even if it was yeah. just one hour of an episode, it was the perfect time to try. And I just feel like they were trying to put something out there for three hours. The promos were, were excellent. I thought, um, I just, uh, there could have been some things different. Paul Heyman was great. Uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. There was not a lot of Drew McIntyre the last two weeks of TV. There was last week, there was the, Hey, I'm Paul Heyman. Here's the story. And then it would, it's another promo with, Hey, I'm Drew McIntyre, but that was about it. Yeah. There not a lot for the big baby face going after his title. I'm, if there's one wrestler and we're talking, you know, not talking about real world. And if we're just talking about WWE on TV performers, if there's one person you have to feel bad for, like to me, there, it's a no brainer. It's Drew McIntyre, the way he worked himself back, the way he has been like this star in the making and largely on his own here. Um, I, I would have loved to see him. 60,000 people in the audience get the big win over Brock Lesnar when even Roman Reigns, I mean, for the last six years, no one has been allowed to get the big win over Brock Lesnar. And here it is almost like a dream. Drew McIntyre is going to be the guy like Drew McIntyre is going to be the guy to finally beat Brock Lesnar. We hope we don't know this, but I hope he's going to finally be the guy to beat Brock Lesnar. And it's going to happen in front of nobody. It's going to be the least amount of people that have watched a WrestleMania since it started on the network. I'm, I'm fairly, I don't, I don't know all the numbers. I'm guessing that first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30, uh, was probably not huge because network just started, but hell it just got a million viewers on ESPN. So this very well could be the least watched WrestleMania, um, in the network era, but I'm just bummed because I think there's three, Drew's I great. think there's three performers you really, really need to feel for. For, I, for this I go season. big or go home. I pick one Jeff Hawkins, <laughs> but, but there's three that, that have really gotten that, that this was really going to be their coming out or their coming back party. You have drew McIntyre. And let me ask you something. How do you feel about the countdown to the claymore? Oh, I hate it. I mean, I stop counting. It. Okay. Stop. Ca- yeah. Just hit the claymore. And if you want to get like fans buzzing, like you don't have to do the stupid count with your fingers. I mean, find something else. He, he was trying a little bit too much. The organic you know, audience backing of Drew McIntyre has been coming, you know, shortly before the Royal Rumble really picked up at the Royal Rumble and the reactions he was getting in front of the crowds at Raw were great. And then he started doing that counting and it just takes you away from it. You don't need to count Drew McIntyre. You're doing just fine. Just hit the Claymore, stand there and let the audience get hyped for you. You don't have to lead them by counting. See, we hate it. But yeah. WWE, that kind of stuff works. The interactive part of the gimmick. I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works. But even even Ryback, remember? You still do MVP's balling thing, which is the most right. ridiculous thing It's not ever. a It's not a countdown, though. You're not just counting one, two, three. And I know the WWE audience loves to count. Believe me, I love the count. You know, sometimes yeah. the three, sometimes the 10. Sometimes you try to get that 11 in there and it falls apart a little bit. Uh but I don't know if you know the counting or Ryback's thing where he would just, he wasn't saying anything. He was just doing the elbow, getting ready for that clothesline. Right. And the crowd got behind it. Like just something small like that, where, you know, the crowd's getting amped up for him to hit this big move. I mean, not a one, two, three, and then let's go. And also if I'm the opponent and I'm starting to hear one, two, three, I ain't turning backwards. I am going straight through that rope out of the ring. (laughs) <laughs> yes, WWE uh, wrestlers known for their logical decision making. I mean, for someone who has to be aware of their surroundings, they're really bad at it. <laughs> uh, second of all, uh, Shayna Baszler, you have to feel bad for 
because this, I mean, she was going to be the monster co-main event (laughs) person. Maybe, (laughs) I don't know, maybe Rhea Ripley, maybe Shayna Baszler in terms of the women's division. Co-main event. Co-main event. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hyped more for Rhea and Charlotte, to be honest, at this point. Like. But the biting of the neck thing was a bad look, and then mm-hmm. did not really, you know. Easy they, way they, to spread coronavirus, too. I do not suggest all you kids out there, oh, come on. all you longtime listeners to shake them ropes. You've been with us for years, you know, just, you know, we're going on, what is it now, Jeff? Six straight years of doing the show without a break. And yeah. I cannot believe this Shayna Baszler is out there just trying to spread coronavirus. She is one of the people that are making it bad for everyone else. And I feel bad for Edge. Because he came oh, back yeah. to well. basically get that big mania pop. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he got it at the Rumble, right? Like, it, yeah. You know, he he got the big moment that they'll show forever and ever. And you know, the match with Randy Orton is the match with Randy Orton. But it's not like he's done after this, so there's still time. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the first year of his comeback is effectively washed because it's not like we're going to get arena shows for you know any time in the near future. So I, the first year of his run is effectively wasted in a wash. And I wonder if he's even going to go through it. Like, if you're not running house shows, you're just doing these. We may see Edge wrestle one more match after this this year. And that may even be a surprise. Like, this might be it for the calendar year 2020 for Edge. Yeah, or Orton takes him out at Mania and then they, you know, they put him on the shelf for that one last match at the end of the year or next year. Yeah, I mean, they very well could do it because I don't see the point in just having him on TV to kind of separate. Let him get another big pop when you start running crowds again. Okay, so let me let me put something to you since you're more excited about Mania than I am. Super hyped. All these set pieces that they've now filmed and are uh, editing and putting in the can for like pieces. your Funhouse match, your Boneyard match. You know, these other things where you're going to use smoke and mirrors and camera angles and things you're going to do. Whoa! You're only smoking mirrors. <laughs> that song, infinitely better than Cody's current theme, by the way. You don't like Cody's theme? Oh, it's terrible. Okay. You can't sing along to it. There's no up. It's just always, like, even. It's the stupidest entrance theme. It is so terrible. The Stardust theme better. The smoke and mirrors theme better. The uh, what was legacy? The legacy theme better. And Cody for the last year. I gotta say this guy. How about Ted DiBiase Jr.'s theme? Ted DiBiase's theme infinitely better. <laughs> infinitely better. Okay. This so Cody have- has terrible judgment. Can we talk about this for a moment? Oh, oh, the neck tap. You want to talk neck tap? Because oh, that would be that would be like fourth. Tap. That would be fourth on my list of bad okay. judgments of Cody. The no. theme music is one. Okay, the pushing this idea like in the first month effectively of the company, like I'm going to lose this match and never get a title shot because that isn't, oh, we're going to tell the fans that uh, stipulations matter because eventually he will get a title shot. So you're not telling the fans that stipulations matter. You're just closing too many doors early in the gate. Cody should be in the title picture at some point because he still gets massive reactions. They're avoiding they're avoiding the Dusty Rhodes booked himself into every big angle criticism. Well, you know what you do to avoid that? You avoid it. You just don't do it. You don't have now you're booked into a corner here where I can never receive a title shot and then what's the point of any of your matches? 
Because who is okay. he? Who is he even feuding with right now? Like, what's his feud right now? Uh, it's about to be the Murder Hawk. Um, oh, Lance Archer, Lance right? Lance Archer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Another feud. No one's going to give a shit about. All right. The MGF thing. No one gave a shit about. All right. Like it was, it was, I mean, the angles leading up to it were all right. And then the very next night, he's just, you know, he's got Jake the snake and Jake, the snake's going to get people excited. But are you hearing people talk about that big Cody Rhodes MGF feud? Like he's going to have to do these other things and he's probably going to hold on. Hold on. What are you calling him? MJF. Okay. It sounded like you were saying MGF and I was like, who's MGF? MGF. I mean, it goes (laughs) to my point. Who cares? Who cares about this guy? Right. And Cody didn't make anyone. Cody didn't do anything. Okay. The neck tattoo is number three on the list though. Said so it might be number oh, it's four. Oh, moved number, up from four since eh. you were building this list, huh? It's number, it's number three on the list. The neck tattoo is stupid. I mean, the only good yeah. decision he's made is he's got a lovely wife. Brandy Rhodes yes. is excellent. Uh, you know, doing work in AEW, I'm sure, is great. Oh, and Matt Hardy being a main eventer. Why, why are you blaming him for that? It's Cody's fault. Is it? It's Cody's fault. Okay. It is Cody Runnels' fault. We, we could ask Mookie. I mean, go for it. You know, let's call him right now. In fact, I tried to call Jared. He didn't answer. Oh, really? Very upset. Not taking your calls anymore. I saw Gabe was on, but I didn't want to go there. No, Jeff Jarrett, you know, I'm I'm telling you what, ever since I uh, refused his investment advice on Global Force Gold, he does not talk to me anymore. Okay. It's very upsetting. I mean, get a job with WWE. Stop talking to me. (laughs) It's the way this world works. (laughs) Any other former guests won't talk to you? Um, I'm sure I can go through. I mean, not really searching out Tyrus at the moment. No, Todd Martin will talk to me occasionally. Todd uh, Martin, um, Dylan Hales. Sure. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Markia McCarty. Let's and talk. Latoya Ferguson. Let's talk, talk more Rusev. I mean, okay. Where the hell has Rusev been? Mm. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Now let me finish my question. Here. Oh, what was your question? Yes. Yes. Cody. Uh, Cody. <laughs> So for all these set pieces that we're getting Stupid from Mania, song. they're going back for whatever their takeover has now been canceled, which is the most disappointing part of all of this. And it's going to be airing whatever it is on Wednesday night yep. after Mania or two weeks from, from yeah. Wednesday. Poor takeover. But they're going to be doing the same thing with Gargano and Champa by renting out a warehouse space and just letting them go at it. Sure. Does that ruin your? Does that dampen your enthusiasm for, or maybe your enthusiasm's already dampened because we've seen this match? Well, that's you know, no, that's why. Go for it. Um, if there was ever a match you should just do in an empty warehouse, this one is it. It fits. These guys have had the classic matches one on one, and they've had the storyline going for the last three years. Let them go into an empty building and see who really wants it more at this point, because you've done the things where you've ripped the ring aprons. You've already, you know, ruined the in ring. You've ruined the ring. Literally, you use weapons to beat each other up. Just go into an empty building. Whoever walks out of that empty building is the winner and it's settled and it's done. So if there was a match, this should be it. Okay. Okay. I was I was just wondering because it, to me it's like God we're gonna be watching all these <laughs> Vince McMahon as as you know 
uh, Zelnick, David R. L. Whatever the hell his name was, famous producer from like the fifties or whatever. These big cinematic masterpieces where you know the Undertaker lifts a car over his head and crushes AJ Styles and whatnot. And then we're eventually going to have to do that now with like Champa and, and and Gargano on on the quote unquote minor show. Hey kids out there, if you've been listening to this show for a while and wondered to yourself. I wonder which one of these two hosts is the oldest one. Well, the answer is the one that just brought up David Zelnick from the fifties. No, I'm a film buff. I'm, I'm, I, I know these things, you know, he did all the, I was thinking of, uh, I was trying to think of some studio mogul. And I couldn't think one up off the top of my head. You know, I'm here for the arcane references. The audiences knows this too. Mr. McCarran. I am a film buff as well. I have no, seen not. not just the first, not just the second, but all three, the Hangover movies. <laughs> Your film taste might be worse than Sean Ross Sapp's. Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. That's anywho, not, that'll never be true. Anywho, um, that would be a tall order, if I may say so myself. Have <laughs> There's a guy taste. missing a payday. There's a, how bad is that? He was going to do something nice for charity, mm-hmm. and and uh, and uh, that. Uh, do they all dried up. do they do the Hall of Fame inductions in do they tape them? Do they uh, do a Hall of Fame maybe SummerSlam? Do they just have everyone inducted next year like they're doing with the Boxing Hall of Fame? Like when does Batista go in? When does the New World Order go in? Will some of these inductees set for this year end up not being inducted because they may not be available? Who's to say Batista may not go in for another three years now? Dude, they should just tape it and edit this because that's the longest, most boring show of the entire weekend. Have have some of the WWE wrestlers in a you know around, maybe make it a small little you know they're at a, a table, a seated table event, and just give them you know ten minutes. Go out there, and if they really want longer in front of a crowd, just have them come out on the Raw one night. Maybe you could do like a week lo- or a month long event on Raw where you're going to have the Hall of Fame inductees come out and have TV time. You can do. Oh, I got it. I got it. We'll go back to the five minute clock. Ooh, yeah. Duck D. Mm. And then, yes, your entire life's work. Sum up your thanks in five minutes. Okay. And we're going to play you off. Yes. Or do like Kane and Mr. T for like a it. couple of years ago. I like it. I think that's a good idea. And I think they should do it. WrestleMania has uh, the time allotted for WrestleMania is being reported at 3:15 to 3:30. So 3 hours and 15 minutes to 3 hours and 30 minutes. Are you have you seen this? No, I haven't. So less than 4 hours each night at this moment has about 8 matches. Now maybe they'll do some of the shorter matches on one night and maybe put some of the longer matches on the other night, I don't know. Um, I know the, some of the main events have already been allotted what time and what uh, what night they're going to be on. But there's 16 matches announced, and maybe one or two might be added. I don't know who they would add with them because, I mean, you have Austin Theory on WrestleMania, so everyone's working this show. But there's 16 matches. There's one guy, Jeff Hawkins, who, let me double check here, yeah, is not announced for any match right now, and that's Braun Strowman. And Jeff, I think we know what Braun Strowman's doing at WrestleMania. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um no oh, i i still think all these all each show is going to run over four i i, I mean look I mean, at the, look at what happened at at met stadium last year 
where it started like two and ended after right. like one in the morning. But that's live. I mean, you're not doing these live, right? They've taped all these matches already. You're not but doing Vince them is still going to want to do his 40 video packages, which whatever the theme to WrestleMania is. And we're going to have Gronk coming out and hosting and doing whatever wacky shenanigans Gronk does. I, I, I think they don't adhere to time no matter what, because okay. Vince going to Vince. Vince is going to Vince. Jeff, you uh, you ruined my incredibly great segue. I did, and I do that. But yes, Braun, we know what Braun's doing. He's uh, he's Goldberging. He's winning the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World. You're gonna have oh, a you're gonna have a world where Braun Strowman. No, he's not. Oh, he's not. Goldberg no. is defeating him. Yes. Psh. Psh. If, if, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let, let, <laughs> are you assuming? Okay, one of the two are losing. Either Braun's losing or Drew McIntyre's losing. Oh, I thought you were like, I thought you were about to tell me that either Braun either Braun's losing or either Goldberg's losing. These are the yeah, options. That's the These deep, are deep the analysis that people come to shake them ropes for, Rob McCarron. <laughs> yeah. I heard on Shake what? Them Ropes the other day, Rob McCarron was talking that if Braun doesn't win, Goldberg might. <laughs> what is Rob's obsession with Randy Orton and Dino Sabatelli. I don't get that. I've yeah. I, I, I've almost like let's all hope that coronavirus doesn't take as long to get out of your system as Tino Sabatelli love because it took me a while. Uh, but I think it's officially <laughs> I thought, over. I thought you were going a different way. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say let's hope it doesn't take as long as it takes Tino Sabatelli to get out of the NXT system. Tino Sabatelli stayed in my body for a long time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it is uh, finally I'm. I'm uh, getting over it. Okay. I, I think I'm officially over the Tino Sabatelli love. Um, what level do you think he is after we watched Breaking mm, Ground all those weeks? Is he in Is he in the, the advanced level? Oh, by now? I don't know, man. But I, I'll tell you what. Like, he should bring Breaking Ground back for like 10 seasons, and Tino should just be that guy who hangs around <laughs> the whole time. He's the Crash Davis of NXT. Like, I, I see these shows like The Bachelor, and they keep bringing the same people back and back. Like, uh, they should bring Tino back. Well, it's like MTV The Challenge, where you bring back all these sad people who are trying to become stars off of an NXT. Why not? Yeah, but like I, The Miz. But I tell you, you want to know who helped me get over the Tino Sabatelli virus? Who? I got back full-fledged. Again, 100% devotion back onto the Randy Orton bandwagon because this guy has had a hell of a three months. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment as soon as possible. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone and computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with erectile dysfunction, go to GetRoman.com slash VOW for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Once again, that's GetRoman.com slash VOW for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. And we thank Roman for their support.
Randy Orton. I mean, the promo work, the just everything in building up this Edge program, even WrestleMania, like the night itself, the reunion with Rated RKO, the tease for it. Randy Orton is back. He's the best. He's going to make you forget that you ever thought someone else was better than him. Randy Orton is first ballot Hall of Famer. Should probably go into every other sports Hall of Fame. He's so good. Especially baseball. He should be A-Rod, right? Like after this is all over, just be an analyst on Fox. I mean, he's got the steroid past. That's the whole. That's he's got the controversy. Best, the best thing about all this quarantining stuff is no baseball. Ugh. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, oh, to, to not have to care about games for six months, even though they're. They were playing. Unreal. Now I don't have to care about it for six months, even though they're not playing. It's so great. Today should have been day six of the uh, Major League Baseball season. Um, rest in peace, today, baseball. Today we should be talking Final Four and how Virginia defends its national championship. Oh, would we be now? Yeah, week. that's right. Yeah, we would be talking Final Four. Yeah. The reigning national champions for yet another year. The Longest su- reign ever. The surprise run of the Indiana Hoosiers. <laughs> One of those Indiana teams would have made a run, whether it be Butler or Purdue or Indiana may not have even been in it, but one of those teams, they always make okay. a run. Generational question. Generational okay. question. And then we get back to my awesome Braun Strowman segue. Yes, because that was very, very well done. Very professional of you. Well, that, I mean, practice makes perfect. This is, you know, the last six years of nonstop, constant weekly shows has led every me to this week, point. Every week we hit this, never missing a week. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, stay tuned for the NXT top five, but go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Shake them ropes theater too. Um, the, the Randy promo last week. The Randy really promo. It. Oh, well, of course. I just got done telling you how great well, Randy Orton is. Well, of course, well, you're going to like it. You have no choice. We finish the setup. Okay. And then I will throw to you for your opinion. That's that's how radio works. Oh my god! <laughs> um, there were some in the wrestling commentariat who criticized this because not for the content of the promo, but for the flashbacks and you know the uh, the edits and things like that, and said that it took them out of the live sports feel of a professional wrestling show. Now, for me, I don't care about that as much as other people who who Nitro and Raw were their wrestling youth. How do you feel about that? I feel that Randy Orton's the best. I miss okay. Nitro versus Raw. I literally just watched the fall, the rise and fall of WCW the other day um, because before my WWE Network sub runs out, I am uh, watching some of the older documentaries on there while I can. Because I, I, let's face it, after this WrestleMania gimmick, I don't need WWE Network for a while until they start running in arenas. Because it's just going to be the same old thing, the same old thing. And I really don't feel like they're going to build anyone because they don't need to. Because they're not, they're, they're not selling merch. They're not promoting uh, in arena shows, whether it be TV or house shows or pay-per-views. So my network sub is about to come up. But I do miss the days. I, Randy Orton's been excellent. Edge has been pretty good. I still haven't gotten back into uh, you know the vibe of watching Edge. Like I was kind of over it when he retired. Like he retired to me at the perfect point because it was just mm-hmm. going to be another six years of people hating that Edge is still a top main eventer when there's other younger guys out there. Like he he's one of those where he's a legend because his time ended too soon, 
And now that it's back, I haven't quite gotten back into the vibe. I'd feel that way about Shawn Michaels, I feel. Like if Shawn Michaels just decided they came back and have a major run, like cool, it'd be cool that for that first match. But what is he going to wrestle Shelton Benjamin again on SmackDown? And like, I'm supposed to care about it. So you think if edge continues, he peters out like Christian. I don't, not to the level of a Christian. Um, and I wouldn't even or, say or Vince or Vince basically cools him off like a Christian or even a Shelton Benjamin in some respect. And, and maybe do you think edge goes somewhere else? No. Okay. No, clearly not going somewhere else. I would relate it more to Chris Jericho's third time around. Okay. So that I think that's I think that's solid. Yeah. When you solid. if you reinvent yourself a little bit, but Edge just hasn't reinvented himself at all. He's the same Edge that he was. So um, maybe if he goes more grizzled veteran, because he certainly looks the part, um, and maybe doesn't win all the matches, and maybe loses a surprise here and there. Like this is a grizzled old veteran who's lost a step and they build up a big match against someone where like, who's the, who's the big young guy right now? Maybe you're drew he McIntyre. Should be the foley. He should be the Foley to he the could. other guy's edge. He could. I it, tell it, you what, I mean, eventually you're going to have to turn drew McIntyre heel again. I feel like this is the way it's going to go. Cause once you get the big Brock moment, like he can become the next big, like heel guy and keep the title for a long period of time. And if you want to do grizzled edge who wins some, loses some, but he's got one more push there. Maybe he wins the next Royal rumble and you got edge and drew McIntyre in the main event. Like you could build something like that without having edge win every match. Like I'm really looking forward to see what edge does. I'm just not in that vibe yet because you don't know. Um, but the Randy Orton and edge stuff. I mean, if you're going to do this match right now, now's the time to do it because you do this a year down the road. I don't think it has the same effect. Uh, I will be really interested to see that one on TV. And I think it has all the breaks that some of the other regular singles matches don't. I mean, you do a last man standing, you literally could go backstage at the PC. You could see areas of that building that you don't normally see. And that might be a cool little aspect. You could see Randy Orton dropping weights on edge and crushing his (laughs) sternum. You know how Vince McMahon loves a good crushed sternum. (laughs) He's decimated him. He's decimating Edge. Edge won't be able to go home to his family. They won't recognize him when he heads home. And then Edge will hit a spear and win, and it'll be all great. How great is Asuka? Asuka is the best. Um, She's the best. Maybe maybe she's been the best thing about the empty arena shows. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that's a high bar, um, but she might be the best thing about these empty arena shows. She's just the greatest. I want her on commentary every week. I want her on commentary in empty arena shows every week. And having people have to wrestle while listening to her on her nonsense try and stop from laughing. I would fully I would fully go for um you know, you have a three hour raw, right? Maybe you do it on a two hour SmackDown, maybe you do it on Fox. It would be novel and maybe it would wear thin, but you have a three person announce team, you let Asuka be the third person and she just yeah. chimes in in Japanese every once in a while, but play it off straight. Like play it off like not, you know, crazy Japanese language. Well, yeah, don't play it off like long. Just let her do her thing and you play it off straight. And Tom Phillips and Michael Cole could play it off straight and just yeah. let her do her thing. Maybe maybe during women's matches, because I think a two-hour whole show with Asuka on commentary would be a little rough. But Oh, you're insane. I want I want to pay the WWE Network money to give me an Asuka-only channel. Okay. I mean, do you want, uh, let's say here, like an Asuka interview with Stone Cold where he's just asking her serious questions and she answers seriously in Japanese and there's no subtitles? Yes. I will take that. Yeah. Just listen to the show. And um, that would be Stone Cold's best work. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, uh, I thought I thought the Steve Austin Bret Hart one was terrible. Oh, it's. Did you watch that one? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not gonna. I watched, I, I watched clips of it. Though, okay. And it was enough for me to go that Bret Hart is. Bret Hart's only interested in Bret Hart. Yeah. I mean, he trashed Dean Malenko. Get the f out of Bret, here, Bret Hart. Bret Hart's interesting because the more and more you see him on TV, and maybe some of us have realized this a while ago, and maybe realized it before any of the controversy, but. I mean, he, it's totally one-sided. It's totally coming not just from his perspective, but his, from his very, very narrow, self-absorbed perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this guy was out there just, I mean, it was, I think it was Bret wacky. Hart was the greatest wrestler to ever live, says Bret Hart. Greatest wrestler of all time. There were specific instances, and I can't recall them at this moment, but there were specific instances in his interview where I just thought it was, it was laughable just laughable at times kind of the way i thought about brody lee we watch wrestling with shadows and it'll open your eyes to just how arrogant he is oh sure have you listened to uh brody lee did an interview with uh chris jericho Mm -hmm. did you listen to this one yes i thought brody lee was a little bit too uh self-praising in that one at times like i don't remember all these events where he was coming out in multi-mans and he was the one getting all of the loud chants. I don't remember all these times. Like I love Brody Lee. I think he's great. And I think he was underutilized and he had some fantastic moments, but there were times in this where I'm like, were you just listening for the chance and thinking they were much bigger than they were? Cause people were not clamoring for Brody Lee, uh, as much as I, (laughs) as much as he's liking to retell. Uh, but otherwise, it was there was interesting. That, there was that one three. Remember when uh, Orton was a member of the Wyatt family? Oh yeah, and the, Luke the, Harper kind of got thrown in there, and he yeah. was really the one stealing the show. And that, I remember that. But other than that, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was there for his match in Cleveland against Dolph Ziggler. That was a fun one where he won the Intercontinental title. Uh, there was some good stuff in there. Uh, the interview is worth a listen. I just thought I thought he was misremembering some of the reactions sometimes. Uh, I think we should probably go through this WrestleMania because it's a 16 match show, Jeff, and I have plans in May. So we should probably go ahead and run down this card starting with, wait, hold on. Are your plans double or nothing? Cause I might meet you there. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, it ain't happening. I hope you don't yeah, have tickets. Not. It's not happening in Las Vegas. It, it you're, you're not going to see double or nothing. I hate to yeah, break it I to know. you. Um, but yeah, that, that is a pipe dream. I think May is a little, uh, I would have said three weeks ago that May would have been the perfect time to start thinking about things ramping up again. And maybe some of the sports will start to come back with no fans, but you're not going to get fans in arenas for several, several months. Rob, this is the WrestleMania so big. It has to happen on two nights. I mean, I'll say it right now. I don't know if you're going to get a WWE show in front of a full size crowd. Like maybe they start running smaller crowds just to have people in the building. And to put it in perspective, you can do smaller gatherings. I don't think you're going to get WWE events in front of a big crowd until Royal rumble at the earliest. Um, I will say SummerSlam. I'll ah, be that, optimistic to me. That's still too early. Cause we're going to be, if all goes well, at least in this country right here, if all goes well, you are going to be seeing a little downturn. Around July, August, right? You start letting people into events. Everyone's going to be talking about a second wave 
and you have oh. to prevent a second wave, and that's going to be right in the second wave time, you are not going to be having major events. You are I not- don't think it's because of anything a government does. I think Vince is going to find a place that'll let him put a show on. Okay, well, that's the other option. Get people there. It's going to yeah. be overseas, though. It won't be here. Like International he, waters. Okay. That's just what we need. If he wants to do a cruise ship event, if he wants to do <laughs> if he wants to do England, maybe they're doing better than us. If he wants to do China. China, and maybe they're doing better than us. If he wants to do Saudi Arabia. Like Saudi, maybe Oh, there's another one. Saudi Arabia will, will be happy to do one for him. And that might be the next show that actually has a crowd. A Saudi yeah. Arabia event. Might be. But you're not gonna see something in the in the United States or Canada this calendar year. I really don't believe it. I think Royal Rumble is your hope that you can get an audience full of people. And even then you might have to be a little cautious and do it in a smaller arena and not an open air, you know, stadium with 60,000 people. Yeah, I, I agree. So you it, jo- it's a, you it's join a us while. for a post show on Saturday night. Come on. I mean, possibly, possibly. I mean, people might cancel all their subscriptions to the Patreon hearing me back. I don't know. I don't know how the crowd <laughs> will, uh, crowd will react here. Patreon's um, dead, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about back. Um, like I've been here the whole time. Uh, anyway, let's go through WrestleMania 36. 36 for how many matches there are on this show. We start off with, I believe, one of your main events, Jeff. It is Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with Mandy Rose in Dolph Ziggler's corner. This is a singles match. One fall to a finish. 60 minute time limit. Jeff, what do you got? 60-minute time limit. Could go all 60. I just, I I think Otis wins this, but I I, I just, I could also see, I, there's so many possibilities here because it just depends no, on, is not. Mandy turning heel there's finally one, and going with Dolph? There's one possibility here. This is the George the Animal Steel story. So this is, I think Otis wins and, and gets respect after Dolph like shoves Mandy or yells at her or something like that. And we get the feel good moment. This is, uh, you're a little older, so you equate it to George the Animal Steel. I'm going to equate this while it's not the most similar story by any means. We're going to get this at WrestleMania. It is Chris Jericho Christian from WrestleMania okay. 20, where Mandy is going to accept a babyface turn. She's going to slap the shit out of Dolph. She's got to end the night with, with Otis. It's got to happen. Empty arena show. Give the people something cool. Think, let her go with you Otis. You know what? I think they may swerve us all and just have her go with uh, Sonia Deville. Oh, well, you could just, do nah. just, And just have them have her go nah. with both of you. Nah. See, you're going with Tucker, though. That would be the best. That right. would be the best swerve right there. Look how nice Tucker was to her friend. I really like him and just screwing everybody on this whole deal. Yep. So there you have it. If she goes with Tucker, I called it. If she doesn't, it doesn't matter. I was just throwing it out there. It's not, not for real. Um, Tucker could go with Otis. Well, I mean, I would hope. Like, you're not, I mean, geez. Vince loves breaking up tag teams, but. This is the 21st century, my friend. Okay. Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. This match features two of the top five performers in all of WWE. I'll let you make up your mind on which two of those are. This is for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Jeff, is anyone ready for Asuka? Oh, I'm always ready for Asuka. Don't make it creepy. Uh, like, come on I'm now. Making, I'm not making it creepy. I'm just saying I like Asuka. Give me a break oh, here. God. Okay. I'm just happy uh, Beth Phoenix and uh, and Natty aren't in this match. I don't think either one of them are on the show, are they? No, but they were supposed to originally be in this match. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, were they I really? Think I think they're going to play up the, the... I think, man, I love Rubberface. You know me. 
And I think they love this Nikki Asuka or not Nikki Asuka, Nikki and, and Alexa Bliss team. And I think the uh, Kabuki Warriors have had a hell of a run, but I think they're taking the belts off of them. I see a lot of title changes on yeah. on the WrestleManias, to be honest here. Uh, another title match that we have and maybe uh, top three. Most looking forward to this match here, uh, Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan. We're going to see what Sami Zayn has because this is his first real match like this for a year. My instincts say that Drew Gulak turns on Daniel Bryan here and screws him out of the title. Okay. I don't want it to happen because I think they're a great team and I love, love everything about Daniel Bryan's fantasy booking. Uh, you know, his, his, uh, his his federation for the first hour of SmackDown, but um, I, I just I know Vince and Vince likes breaking things up quick. So well, uh, breaking things up, but you could also play it off like I mean, Drew Gulak was scouting Daniel Bryan right in front of him, like yeah. Sami Zayn went all out and you know plot what, holes. One of your weaknesses damned, is you trust people too much. Boom, you trust people too much. Plot holes be damned. Sami Zayn wasn't even the Intercontinental Champion really when Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan started this stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really interested to see what Sami Zayn does in the ring against Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like this could have been, you know, in front of people, in front of a crowd. This might have been your WrestleMania show stealer right here. Dude, I just watched Sami and Nakamura last night from Dallas. That's right. Yeah. And my God, the the heat on that match was. I mean, this oh, it was crazy. This might have stolen WrestleMania from the rest of this show, and people be booing the entire night. Well, I just think it's a really good indicator of where Sami Zayn's at because, like I said, he hasn't really worked matches in a year, maybe over a year like this. He's had one match since August, and that was that six-man where he won the Intercontinental title. Not even six-man, but handicap match. Like, he doesn't wrestle. So seeing him in the ring again against Daniel Bryan, we're going to really see where he's at. Um, Elias versus King Corbin is a match that is happening on one of these shows. Edge versus Randy Orton. <laughs> Last man standing, Jeff. We've hold talked on, about on, this one on, a little I'm bit. Not, I'm not done laughing about Elias and Baron Corbin. All right, continue. Corbin, you may continue. Corbin. Mm-hmm. You make it. The man who defeated Kurt Angle out of wrestling. <laughs> I think a song will be sung and Corbin's going to win this. The man who defeated Bull James out of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Although Austin Aries beat him on that Dallas show. I had forgotten all about that. Austin Aries beat Corbin? Yeah. Really? Yeah. When was this? This was Dal- TakeOver Dallas, and then Corbin got his main roster debut in the uh, Battle Royal the next night. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, so, I almost forgot all of it, too. Yeah, so it didn't happen. Edge versus Randy Orton is a last man standing match. Edge has been great. Randy Orton's been great. We're going to see what Edge can do in a full-fledged match. Although, what he did at the Royal Rumble, I mean, he did a lot more than I was expecting a guy coming in uh, after a six or seven or eight-year absence to do in a match. He was even taking bumps. So we got Edge, Randy Orton. Uh, This one's going to be one of your longer matches, I believe, of uh, both nights even. I think it's going 25 to 30. We'll see what they do uh, with their limitations of, you know, not having people in the building. Uh I think you have to have Edge win at this point, but anything goes in these types of matches. I mean, Brock Brock Lesnar lost his big return to John Cena just to kind of remind Brock Lesnar who was in charge, right? That didn't go over super well. Edge is back. Randy Orton's back. I would love to see a Randy Orton victory. Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre, I think, is your 
is where you go after this, and Randy Orton's great, but I think Edge, after this much, has to come back, get the victory. Jeff, what do you got? Disagree, because I think they want Edge to get the pop and to have that as a moment that they can play forever. So I think Randy Orton gets the victory here oh. and they save a victory over Orton for later. Okay. Maybe when Orton is the champion, mm-hmm. Edge wins the Rumble and you got Randy Orton and Edge at next year's WrestleMania in front of at least 3,000 fans. Oh, that's in Los Angeles too. I'm not going to that. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alistair Black, Bob Lashley with Lana. They're still together. I thought it was pulled. Oh, I mean, maybe not. I mean, all these guys are not on the card. I don't know what's going on here. Where are you reading from? I mean, Wikipedia. That's right. I mean, yeah, because Miz and Morrison are still listed here and Miz isn't wrestling, right? Well, I don't know if we want to give all this. These aren't really spoilers, right? They've been out there. Who knows what they're going to do? Um. Alistair, Alistair Black, Black versus Alistair Black, Alistair Black, Alistair to Black. be announced. This could be like a squash match at WrestleMania. Like he might just yeah. face one of these NXT guys. This could be SD Jones versus King Kong Bundy. I don't even know. One. I don't even know who else he got. Like is Cedric Alexander there? Maybe. I mean, Alistair Black, Cedric, possibly. Who's a flaky? Who's a flaky heel who could come out? That's on the main Gallagher. Roster? Who Gallagher? In oh, Gall- Alistair oh, Black, not a heel anymore. Jack. Oh, is he not? No, baby face, I think. God. No, they could have like uh oh, but I meant a main roster heel who they rarely use except to get beat. He's Slater, comes out, gets kicked in the face. Next thing you're gonna tell me is Brian Kendrick is a heel again. I haven't been watching two oh five, so I, I haven't watched two oh five live for I mean, how many shows have I missed? Let's see here. Three and a half years worth. <laughs> Anywho, the Street Profits. Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Montez Ford hopefully can get back in the ring. That was a hell of a bump last night. And, uh, you missed your own bit on that. It's Montez Ford. Whole, it's not Montez, uh, Ford. Montez Ford and the Street Prophet, who is not Montez Ford. Correct. Going up against Austin Theory and Angel Garza with Zelina Vega. Angel Garza, by the way. Mm-hmm. I love Andrade. Andrade should be pushed. Angel Garza's the guy. Like, yeah. I feel like Angel Garza's the guy that they've been trying to get ever since Alberto Del Rio was the tri- was the guy they were trying to get. Like Angel Garza has it all. I think Austin Theory is talented as hell too, and they're just mm. going to keep on beating him and beating him until he doesn't matter anymore, and that's what's going to happen here. I tell you what, all these people that are talking like Austin Theory looks so much like John Cena, like he's the next John uh, Cena. They're going to love him. He's twenty two. Look at him. He just he looks like he could be the next guy. First of all, shouldn't have debuted with the beard. Cut that beard off. Looks stupid. It's terrible. I don't you think he look like John Cena. I don't Darren think he's Young. The, well, Darren Young looked like John Cena. Yeah, that's what I just said. Right, but they were first cousins, so I mean, it's not a total surprise. Don't look that up, anyone. Uh, I think Austin Theory and Angel Garza win the titles here, just because. Why not? Why not bring in Raul Mendoza? You just kidnapped him. Well, let's, I mean, it doesn't matter, okay? Yeah. Just, oh, oh, here's another Latino person. Let's put him in the Latino. No, Jeff. Pretty much. Austin That's what Theory, they do. Angel Garza can be friends with other people. Okay. Jeez. Selena Vega is a wonderful businesswoman. She's not going to narrow her scope just to Latinos. 
She's going to try to find all the top young talents. And let's face it, her group so far has been phenomenal. Look, Rob McCarron is now reporting that Kona Reeves will be part of Zelina Vega's stable. Oh, no. Kona Reeves can go, like, in quarantine forever. <laughs> Kona Reeves is useless. It's terrible. Bocata. That's what I call him. I mean, who was the last guy? Let's see. I've had a pretty good track record here of calling out those with no talent who aren't going to last very long. You got uh, when I railed against Alistair Black, when I yeah, yeah. when I railed against the Usos. Mm-hmm. I mean, batting a thousand. Kona Reeves, nobody. Get out of my TV. The New Day and the Usos going for the tag team titles against John Morrison and TBA. Jeff Hawkins, is this going to remain a tag team title match? Or could we possibly see a singles match, maybe a three-way against these uh, with some combination of wrestlers? A lot of rumors that it's not going to end up a tag title match. What do you have here? I think it's a three-way for the titles. I do. I think you get a representative for each team and you do it that way. Okay. I think, match. More, I, I think yeah. they probably, oh God, who do they put this belts on? Do they put them on anybody else or do they keep them on Morrison and Miz? I think they like Morrison and Miz, but they're mad at Miz. They're uh, mad at Miz? The they can't be mad at games. Miz. They can't be mad at the guys who can't work because they're sick. They can't be. You can't do that. I will tell they're, you, it will. They're it, mad at Miz for trying to work when he was sick. Oh, uh, well, okay. That, yeah, that you can be, you can be mad at for that. Yeah. That's why Roman's not wrestling. Spoiler alert. Roman is not wrestling? Impossible. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, So, yeah, triple threat ladder match. Uh, Who you got for the Usos? Jimmy J? I I don't know if it matters. Uh, The the, the J. Okay, J. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Morrison. I mean, that would be be a heck of a match, I think. Heck of a match. Uh, And then we kind of get into a run of, well, let's do the five-way elimination match. Then we get into a run of a ton of singles matches, like a a record of singles matches in this day and age at WrestleMania. Uh, You have Bailey defending the title against Naomi, Sasha Banks, Tamina, and Lacey Evans. Hold on, hold on. You're not listening to the show. We do not refer to her as Bailey anymore. We refer to her as Aunt Pam. Oh, well, I don't. I mean, why would I listen back to my own show that I'm I know. constantly well, yeah. on? Uh, well, you know, for audio quality. Oh, okay. Uh, anywho, Aunt Pam defending the belt yeah. against Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. This match is all about Bailey and Sasha Banks, which yeah. is crazy to think because Lacey Evans just a few months ago was like going to be the hot new thing, was going to be the next Charlotte, where she was just on top of everything. She was just going to be the big star. Everybody brand. except Tamita in this match was going to be the next big thing because they were pushing Naomi yeah. as getting a title match in Tampa because they love doing that crap in Florida all the time. Right, it's a time to push Naomi. They did when I was in Orlando too. Yeah, yeah. It it it's it was so this thing has been so weird because and Carmella was even in there for a while and why they didn't put Carmella in there for Dana Brooke who knows? But yeah, it who knows? Yeah, but I mean, so yes. I feel like, though, this match is only about Sasha and Bailey. One of them has to win, and I think it's going to be Sasha. And then you start doing Sasha Bailey. You break down the friendship again. Uh, and you can have a Sasha Banks run against, like, a Lacey Evans, against a Naomi for a while until, you know, a SummerSlam or whenever they deem the next big show is for Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, 
what's going to be interesting is just how they keep getting Tamina out of this match because she should not be in it. Let me let me throw it another way. I think they I think they have Sasha screw Bailey in some way, or Bailey screws Sasha and stuff, and then and, and then Lacey Evans ends up the champ, and then they're chasing her, and I should be the one facing Lacey. No, I should be the one facing Lacey for a while until there's the full fledged turn. Okay, there's going to be stories after this. That's for sure. Watch out what happens with Aunt Pam and Sasha Banks. Their sassy friend Sasha. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens was a hell of a promo on Monday Night Raw. It's like one of those where it could easily go awry when you're just by yourself in the ring with a camera guy, like NXT practice promo. But Kevin Owens thrives at just being able to talk and going out there. And the fact that it was taped so you could literally just, I mean, you have no worries. Just go and say what you need to say. And it was phenomenal. It made sense in the context of the fact that Seth Rollins was just in that ring and walked to the back. Like he's, he's talking in the camera because he knows Seth will see it at some point. And I thought it was great. I thought Seth Rollins has been really good. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. And while the storyline is all about Kevin Owens having that WrestleMania moment, like this is an excellent shot to do just that. I love this match. It'd be great if I hadn't seen these two in the ring every week for the past eight, 10 weeks and they had actually built this as a blood feud, but they didn't. It was just having matches with some combination of, you know, the Viking warriors or whatever their name is. I forgot their Viking Raiders, you know, the mm-hmm. war, war machine, whatever war you Raiders. want to call them. Yeah. War Raiders. Thank you. All of the things I'm forgetting names. Of I, late. I'm, so, I'm so weird. You say that though, but at the same time, like if I'm a pro wrestler, and I have a blood feud against someone, wouldn't I want to be in the ring with them as much as I could just to get my hands on them? So there are some times where I think that works. And granted, it was all six mans. Like, it was all multi-man matches. It wasn't just Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Like, he was taking every chance he could to get his hands on Seth Rollins. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes in your world, like, you want to be in the ring with a guy. Like, I I don't want to wait till WrestleMania and not be able to to get this guy. No, but I want the the violence to escalate and him to continue to get even angrier and angrier until it builds to this one-on-one. Well, it it just never did. It was him eating popcorn and other dumb things like that. But I'm I'm stoked for this match. I'm stoked for this match. I know. It is going to escalate, though, because this is WWE's first ever AR-15 match. So someone is really getting got. AR-15, where did that come from, or did I miss something? Uh, First ever, you know, shoot the other guy in the ring match. I don't know. Oh, dear Lord. And it segues Uh, perfectly into the Boneyard match because the loser of Rollins-Owens. Did you pick a winner? Who's winning? Um, uh, Kevin Owens. I'll go with Owens as well. Okay. Although I can very well see Seth Rollins winning this match because he's the guy with the group. He's the guy with the momentum going forward. Um, fat people. Yeah. Yeah. But I can see, I can see Kevin Owens winning. Maybe Samoa Joe comes back in some form or fashion and takes and out the rest of them. Out Kevin Owens after all this. Oh, what a swerve. Well, that would be your, if, if this were still happening in Tampa and you had Monday night raw the next night, like you would have Samoa Joe come down to get his revenge on the Messiah group. Right. And then the right. next night, Kevin Owens is celebrating his win. Maybe he has a big moment. And that's when Samoa Joe turns heel. Like, okay, we got done fighting the Messiah group. Now it's you never me versus called you. me when I was out. What's your problem? Right. You never, you never said hi. I mean, AJ said hi. Daniel said hi. Where's Kevin Owens at? Undertaker, AJ Styles, Boneyard 
match. I do like the fact that they've done they've done a little bit differently with Undertaker, where he's been like regular Undertaker guy, almost biker taker. Yeah, I mean regular Taker. That's what I'm talking about. Like he hasn't which been I, rest in peace liked. guy with that. Kind of liked MMA. MMA Taker was a bit much. Biker Taker, I always kind of dug. Yeah, because you felt like it was just him. Mm-hmm. Like he was done with all the bullshit. He was just going to go there, beat you up. Lightning, smoke. Right. Over under 10, how long does Undertaker's entrance last? Well, I don't think they have one. Okay. I, I think they're starting this match in the boneyard. Just one guy comes in, one guy comes in, and it's fight time. Like, I see this being a 15-minute match that takes an 18-minute segment. Like, that's it. He says he's bringing friends to counteract the club. Does he, or or is this like the lake of reincarnation on the Hardy compound where you get different undertaker? Oh no, no, a hundred percent. I expect Kane and big show involved. hundred percent. Okay. Okay. hundred percent. I expect Kane and big show. It's WrestleMania after all. And it would have been a great moment if it was happening. Hey, maybe you bring in, uh, Farouk and Bradshaw as the acolytes. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking because of JBL going into the hall of fame. Yeah. One last. Yeah. I could see the acolytes like this would have been the sting and triple H match of this year's WrestleMania where it wasn't so much about the guys in the ring, but it was about like what other fun and games you have going on. Sid Uh, and Dan Spivey come down. We have the skyscrapers reunion. I've always wanted, you know how hyped I'd be if Sid shows up. Mm -hmm. Like I would stop wrestling. uh, I would stop watching the show at that moment. Just keep rewatching that match and then maybe get to the rest of it at some point. Uh, but there's too much on the show. It's too big for one night. Well worth the fifty nine ninety nine that you can get it for on the Fox Sports app. We move along here oh to God, really? That's how much they're selling it for on the Fox Sports app. You're a sucker. Pay the ten bucks and get it on I, the net. Yeah, I don't get it. Like I understand if it was regular pay per view and regular TV. Like I can understand pay per view charging sixty bucks. Like if you have the Fox Sports app and capability to get the Fox is Sports that per app per night or is that for both nights? I, it has to be for both nights. Yeah, it's okay. for both nights. You get access to both nights. But if you're paying fifty nine ninety nine and you have access to Fox Sports app, you have access to WWE Network. You just do exactly. So yeah. what? What the hell? Uh, but good for them if they get any money for that. Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. Jeff. This could be the making of Shayna Baszler. It could be. And there are a lot of, I mean, Rhonda could come back for a cameo here. I just, I don't see it. I think, I think they've lost faith in Shayna and I think they give the win to Becky. You think Shayna, maybe uh, they don't feel is the right fit on like a raw or SmackDown. Like she was perfect for NXT. She could do different types of uh, matches with the workers of the group and granted you have some workers on the raw and SmackDown side, but I, I think they screwed up the debut and then they decided that the backlash was so negative that that was Shayna's fault. Well, they screwed up the debut because you should have just had her show up the Monday after Royal rumble. Like uh-huh. they didn't put me in the Royal rumble, but I'm coming for you now. And yeah. you know, like I don't need a Royal rumble win to know I'm the right person to take this belt off you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you debut her in the rumble. A, I think they were trying to make her a vampire. Too. Yeah, well, you can't. Uh, yeah, that was a terrible move. Just the biting. I mean, that was dumb. I mean, you just don't bite. She's a professional fighter. She's not a professional pit bull. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the match itself. Like Becky Lynch has had this super long run. She's been the champion literally for a year at this point. Let Shayna Baszler take it and see if Becky can get it back. This is the way you continue the program because otherwise, I don't see how you continue it if Shayna Baszler loses here. 
She just either goes back to NXT or she's just another one of the girls on Raw. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not confident on that pick. Let's put it that way. I I, I think somehow Ronda Rousey is involved in this, and maybe Shayna wins, and then eventually they. I think Shayna Shayna and Ronda become Bailey and Sasha of Raw. If it were happening in Tampa in the big arena, I think you might have gotten Ronda back. Like I don't I don't think you bring in Ronda for this, and I don't think if you're Ronda, you really need to be a part of this. Okay. Like the I, only I, reason I, she I'm does it is because my it's mind. her friend. I'm now she's Shayna somehow. I okay, don't know well, why. But, well, yeah. just because I'm an excellent orator and i just convinced you okay to pick Shayna baszler john cena versus the fiend firefly funhouse so this match won't be in the ring right this is going to be backstage in the little firefly area they're going to you know make this a little peewee's playhouse type deal and it'll be john cena bray wyatt just goofing off and i but i ask you before we get into like the match who you think is going to win what do you expect out of a firefly funhouse John Cena's not working in front of the crowd here. It's amazing he's still working at all at this WrestleMania. Is he is he obligated? Like, do you feel he's going to be feel himself obligated to work either another WrestleMania or another pay per view event when he may not have otherwise done so? I think he was working this originally as a tie in to the Fast and Furious movie he was going to be in. But he's he's kind of he's not top lining it, but he's very very high up on that cast list, and this is going to be his kind of rock says goodbye to WWE to go to the movies permanently. I think there's one more left in him because of all this uh, coronavirus stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he wins this, and they keep him for one, that one last match before he becomes a movie star. He's got to do at least one more. Like he's got to have one in front of the people. Maybe before the Suicide Squad comes out. Yeah, he's just got He's in that a lot. Go ahead. Suicide Squad. That Suicide Squad's not supposed to be like a sequel, right? Like, it's just they're doing it again? It's kind of a reboot, reimagining thing. It It's just setting the table. It's not a straight sequel, but it's going to be like, oh, it's another issue or another creative team have come in. It's going to be a lot like, here's my comic nerdum because I'm... As listeners of the show know, I pitched a Suicide Squad movie at one point. Um, I think there's going to be like Keith Giffen's Suicide Squad, where it's played for black comedy versus seriousness, where it's like, oh, here's all these characters, and we're going to kill half of them in the first five minutes, and boy, because it's called Suicide Squad. Huh. 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 Yeah. Huh. It's going to be less David Ayer, and it's going to be more ch- tongue-in-cheek. Okay. You know what they should make it more of? is those Marvel movies, because those are good. Well, James Gunn is directing it, so yes. Yes, so let's make it more of that. Uh, But anywho, what do you expect a Firefly Funhouse to be? Like, is it really just going to be 10 minutes of them, you know, wrestling over goofy couches and playing with puppets? Yes, that's exactly what I think it's going to be. It's going to be children's television show for half of a match, and then they decide... Oh, now you're going into the fiend's lair Ooh. and maybe Bray turns into the fiend at some point and oh. becomes this evil clown house with giant mallets and crap like he did for the Seth Rollins match. So they and are, they are going to do those effects, right? Like it's going to be Bray at some point yes. and it's going to be fiend at some point. And at some point it's going to be Bray and the fiend. Oh, they love doing this with Bray. You remember the maggots on the, on the yeah. canvas? Oh, yeah. I, how could I forget? 
was live for that, and I hated it. Every know. night in my dreams, I'm just maggots here, maggots there. Oh yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be Vince's greatest achievement in terms of art artistry on film. I think to him. I hope Abyss plays the fake fiend. That one, oh, man, I'd take that sure. Eric Rowan will probably be involved somehow. Oh, that's right. Another guy who doesn't have a match on the show. Like all the build for him squashing dudes. And you can't even get on this card when Austin theory is on the show. They killed his giant spider. He's in mourning. John Morrison is on the show. Drew Gulak is in a prominent part of the show. Otis, you're Eric Rowan where you were actually given TV time weekly for the last five months. And you can't get on this show. He might play Luke Harper in this sketch too. He, I mean, sure. If they want to go that right, <laughs> they could also just have Eric Rowan stand in the ring and do another rock squash. Like rock shows up. They could do it. I think John Cena wins. Who do you think wins? Um, I believe John Cena wins the fiend match. Um, which, Having him lose to Goldberg just ruined the fiend to me. Yeah. I, I think they're over with the fiend. If this were actually happening in Tampa, I could have, easily seen the fiend winning yeah. like if they wanted to give him a reboot but nah you just give the people who are all stuck at home you know a john cena victory it'll they'll forget about it like people will forget about anything bray wyatt in a way he's kind of like kane he's kind of like undertaker like he doesn't have to win every match it's still about the gimmick so we'll see but i think uh, i think john cena takes it uh, we have Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. Is Charlotte Flair moving to Wednesdays? No. No, no, no. They got to put this over as a huge win for Rhea and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully make a star on NXT. That's what they're hoping for. What would this be for Charlotte? How many title reigns does she have? Because you know what I've been saying for yes, three years. and I agree with you. I She's, agree with you on this. This is the plan. Eventually, this will be the gimmick where she is going to be... The, uh, oh, they gotta give her the belt then. They gotta give her the, the NXT title. She's gonna be a short reign, but I think yeah, they're doing it. I mean, she's only thirty three, so I mean, she's got time. But let's see if she has she passed ten yet. And they would absolutely count the NXT title as a yeah. world title. They would absolutely yeah. count it. So let's see, WWE. She's been the NXT champion one time. Ding, that's one. She's been the Divas champion one time. Ding, that's two. Raw Women's Champion four times. That's six. SmackDown Women's Champion five times. That's eleven. She is already an eleven-time champion, and what does she got to get to? Sixteen. Sixteen. Boom. I, I don't. I don't know if you have to give it here, but this gets her that much closer to where WrestleMania two years down the road, three years down the road, you can do that big match with Ric Flair by her side, where she's going for title championship number seventeen. Heck, even make it the main event of WrestleMania again. Uh, but if you want to get her there quick, then you probably give her the title here, and then she'll yeah. lose it down the road, move back to Raw, do whatever she needs to do. Um, what I mean, I don't know though. I mean, they put so much into this Rhea Ripley being the next big thing. Yeah. And she can have a three month feud with Charlotte where she eventually wins the title and that gets the belt off Charlotte and she loses, you know, she goes on to SmackDown or Raw and wins that title again for number 13. Like my idea was, was this, like, I like your idea a lot here, Yeah, but you have Charlotte top line and NXT takeover because she never did that. Oh yeah. Okay. And then, and then you have that kind of NXT audience there uh, to really make it hot. And I kind of, I kind of like the idea of that. Yeah. And then Rhea beats her there. Okay. 
Will we see another takeover on a Wednesday night? Will they brand? Because you can't do the takeovers in the arena right now. Could they brand another one of these Wednesday night NXT shows as an NXT takeover? Well, that's what this this mania one's going to be in two weeks. I think. Are they actually branding it as takeover though? I think they will. Okay. There you go. Well, there you go. Then I guess the answer to that question is yes. Uh, we have two main events, the two title matches. Jeff Hawkins we will start with Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. That's what's being advertised. We're probably going to get a change to that on SmackDown this week. We've talked about how this man doesn't have a match. Braun Strowman. I think they hold him back for this reason. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, it's going to be much like WrestleMania 31, was it? 32? Where we're going to see the two men enter and one other man leave. Braun Strowman will walk out your SmackDown champion. The, I've thought about it over this hour, and I think you're right. I think I think Braun Strowman, and then they do Braun and Roman, and maybe Roman, maybe even a heel Roman. Heel Roman, or you could do a heel Braun. Like, yeah. just get him back to the kick-ass guy. Yeah. Not finished with you. I, I really want this to happen because I think it would be so cool. I think if there were fans in that building, they would have exploded about this. And I think it'll get a good online reaction. Braun Strowman's not done with Roman Reigns. He's never going to be done with Roman Reigns. I really want Braun just to take Roman Reigns out on SmackDown, hit him, hit him with the uh, I'm not done with you yet line. And you got Braun and Goldberg and you got heel Braun, babyface Goldberg. Braun just kicks his ass and you have heel Braun babyface Drew McIntyre on raw and you have something hot on SmackDown. You can do Braun and Roman Reigns again. Just don't make it goofy. You don't need like the trash cans and the ambulances and all that, but I think it'd be pretty cool. And you can have Braun Strowman uh, dominate. uh, Who is this? Like a, like the Chad Gables of the world and the Apollo cruises of the world. Just take them all out. Help take out King Corbin while you're at it. But yeah, I think oh, his uh, next feud is going to be Sheamus. Okay, it could be Sheamus. Well, then you can't really do, you know, heel Braun Strowman at this right. point. You can do babyface though. I mean, hell, you're not going to have a crowd in the audience to boo or cheer. Because there's no way Goldberg's sticking around for whenever Roman can do the big match. So, well, no. What's yeah. Goldberg going to do? Is he going to keep doing these empty arena shows? No, the guy wants to go home and stop with all this. Yeah. And hell, after WrestleMania, we may not have WWE for a bit. Like they may actually go on hiatus. So you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, 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 you are such a comedic genius. I'm telling you, though, like, I don't think it's that far fetched as Florida gets worse and doesn't do anything about it. Like Florida is one of those states where you have states that don't have that many cases, which is the time you should be doing these stay at home orders. Like if you've waited for waited for cases to finally say stay at home, you've waited too long. But Florida's got cases. They got yeah. people con- congregating all over the place in churches and beaches and yeah. Yeah, all over the state. And they're doing nothing right now. Eventually, they're just going to shut shit down because they have to. Right. And where are you going to tape your shows? Like at UFC's gym in Las Vegas? You go to you go to other countries to tape these shows? I don't think you're going to have Goldberg, so I think he loses here for that reason. I don't know if you're going to have that many shows. So you can worry about who's the babyface, who's the heel in four weeks when you have to put shows on again. You don't have to do it right now. I say you just have Braun take Roman Reigns out. That explains Roman's absence. You have Braun win the championship because that's a believable guy to beat Goldberg. I mean, come on. So yeah, Braun loses or wins the title and his next feud is TBA. 
Okay, I'm down with that. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with your explanation. The main I event. Just have, I just have, I just have my doubts because I know what you're going to pick on this next one. I think. Stop. Well, I've said it 18 times throughout the show. Drew McIntyre is winning the championship. You can He's take not his. Bronze winning. He's not. He is. He is. Brock Lesnar's losing, and I think you're not going to see Brock Lesnar for a while either. I okay, think Brock Lesnar's cool. out. What is he going to come back for? He's not coming no, back right, for all these right, shows with no audience. You're exactly right. I, I keep forgetting about this empty arena stuff all yeah. the time. I just think about what's best for business. And yeah, he's not going to put up with this. And they're going to have to rebuild stories and, and things of that nature. So yeah, you're right. I Can you can you say that again? You're right. Rob McCarron is factually correct. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.